Welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Mason. The time is now for us to break free of conditioned habits, think for ourselves, and realize our limitless nature. We will explore talks on meditation, creativity, wellness, spirituality, and storytelling. You're in for a treat because we're peeling back the layers and diving deep. I'll be having diverse voices from all different creative backgrounds and points of view on to discuss what makes their soul limitless. Plug in and tune out the outside world as we go on this journey together. Welcome, Rachel, to the Limitless Soul podcast. So happy to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. So you're the founder of Soul Scented. I'm very excited to to learn about in this episode about how you um, connect with angels and channel them into your work. So we'll definitely have to get to that. Um, And in your work with perfumery and natural uh, organic materials, Um, you have a healing and spiritual college. Um, Mm -hmm. You're a spiritual entrepreneur, coach, and author, and angel healing therapist. Maybe let's start there and talk about angel healing therapy. We haven't really talked about angels on the podcast and and doing um, divination work with angels. So I would love for you to to start by just sharing what that looks like. What is working with angels with your clients and um, how did that come about for you specifically working with angels? Well, specifically working with angels happened for me during a very challenging time in my life. And my spirituality was definitely being called in to assist. You know, I had a family member who was very unwell. And for anybody who navigates any sort of catalyst moment, I think, whether it's um, mental or physical health, reaching into your spiritual tool bag is something that becomes um, paramount and certainly questioning um, what there is to access that support. And for me, um, I really reached out to um, my grandmother. I was praying. I had this, was raised as a Catholic, but I really was more of a spiritual sort of person. And uh, I had this experience where the angels uh, came to me and my husband during a time of um, reaching out. And they guided us in a way to find the answers on how to support the healing that he needed. And my grandmother also appeared at the same time. Um, I could hear a, a hymn that she used to play to me. So I'd always been a spiritual child, but really it came into it really came into um, my life during this catalyst moment. And interestingly, I think that experience was it wasn't like a divine apparition appeared to me. It was just this overwhelming sense of calm and connection and unconditional love. And the affirmation that I was being supported through the sound of a, of a hymn that connected me to my grandmother. And I think the angels were then gently um, appeared in our lives and began to guide us in a very um, gentle and loving, and non-threatening way. And I think after navigating the health system for so long and not getting any answers and just really calling out and saying, you know, you you have to help me. Like if whoever, if there is a God, if there is anything, like you need, you need to help now. Like I really need your help. And this is what happened. So um, 
this really set me on a path of then spending time with the angels, learning how to receive the messages and to process the messages and then to act on those messages. And I think um, all of us are intuitive beings, but this aspect of our intuition where we feel the freedom to trust it over the, the mind the feelings that we get, the the very gentle, soft, conscious nudges from angels and energetic um, opening up of things that presented to us rather than discounting them as coincidental, these gentle kind of knowings that angels put in our path to say, hey, I'm here, and yes, that's an opportunity, and yes, you're seeing this for a reason, and yes, is a strong sense of being connected to our intuitive self rather than being ruled by the mind. Mm. And during that time, it was a wrestle with the the mind, you know, we're socially conditioned to believe that the mind is the superior, all-thinking, all-knowing, and that's what we should follow. But the mind can become very um, messy and very um, controlling and it can overthink and lead us down a path that's not really where we're meant to be. So I listened to my intuition and and that first couple of years, uh, it was very, um, very silent. It was, um, I, uh, my husband and I both, we were, uh, spent a lot of time um, just learning how to connect with ourselves, heal, and then basically learning how to be spiritually guided by the angels. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool that the angels came to you and your husband at the same time. Was it was he who you're helping um, get through an illness, or was yes, he really? Yeah, so he, yeah, so he was uh, diagnosed with clinical depression, and uh, he was suicidal at one point, and he was diligent, as I think many people are diligent in his um, desire to be well. You know, he mm-hmm. suffered from extreme anxiety, um, and he was non-functioning at, at some points. You know, he just couldn't, he was a runner. He used to run triathlons. He would eat great food, really, really healthy. We went vegan. Um, he went on to medication. He did everything that, um, you know, he, he was fighting for his life. He was wanting, and he was young. There was no reason you know, it wasn't like there was, we couldn't really isolate anything through the psychologist. Like there was nothing tragic or traumatic that happened in his, um, in his family. It was, he it, it just couldn't, he couldn't get well. And we went to see every specialist that we could, um, every sort of help. And they just, you know, they just resigned him to a life of medication, which, just feel felt like such a contrived sense of happiness mm-hmm. like how can you lose your sense of happiness and it just did it just didn't feel right and again this is where the angels you know really 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 came into the and so I you know I wrote in my book I I did I turned my back on 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 medicine and, and moved towards a more spiritually guided and through the guidance of the angels uh, this is where I was led to practices and uh, spiritual rituals and and techniques and and but also practitioners that could help you know help support him and, and what he needed and and he listened and he did it and it worked you know yeah that's beautiful was he able to verbalize like what that was like um going through that healing process versus 
being on medication and going through more of the traditional medical system of seeing a therapist, seeing a psychologist, getting prescribed medication and what it, what the healing process was like for him to work with the angels specifically? Yeah, I think that the, um, I mean, he is very, very, very good at meditation Mm -hmm. and uh, he will definitely connect with the angels and get a sense of guidance on what, what to do as far as, um, which is available to everybody. Like, you know, him and I would say, there's nothing that we have that's any better than anybody else. Like we are all built with the same, of the same energetic construct, like we are with our physical bodies. Obviously some people are better runners than others. So it's, you know, depending on how much practice you put towards it or whatever, but it is actually, it's, it's there. So, you know, he, meditation was really important for him and running was like a, a meditation, but he, the running alone was not enough because mm-hmm. they, he had, to, there was deep, deep work that he had, had to do. So, um, and that was w- what was missing because there was a lot of emotional issues, self-belief, um, you know, things, issues from past lives, uh, many other things that sort of surfaced that he had to conquer, but he did that in the guidance of the angels. And it's really interesting as well, because you have this, you're raised, I I think, with a spiritual foundation. And then you have this divine spiritual experience, which basically shakes the foundations of all your belief systems. But you, uh, we were so desperate to heal because we just couldn't we would not rest. We could, I, we just could not believe that he could be so young and so sad. Like it just, it just wasn't going to be like that. It just, there had to be way. So I think that when you work in that energy and you have that strong determination, which he did and commitment, he's very, very good at we get up every morning and, and meditation was very big part of the healing and connecting in with his angels and, and getting guidance. Yeah, which is very different. Having said that, he had amazing psychological support that I think uh, really started to, to to challenge him in ways that he hadn't been before. So that that wasn't that was really really helpful. But you have to have that holistic approach. You cannot heal the mind without looking at the spirit mm-hmm. and what's going on energetically. And and you know, uh, it's a very different it's a it's a very different existence because he you know food wise he was like nutrition was good mentally he was doing all the right things but his spirit was broken Mm. and that's what needed work yeah so this this is experience for the both of you is this what set you on the path to working with clients yeah so for me um I mean, I had, I was already studying uh, my postgraduate studies in positive psychology. I always, I'd I'd done an undergraduate in business. I knew that I wanted to work with people. I loved, I had this strong connection with the angels, but, you know, in the first instance, I dare not tell anybody that this is what had happened to us. I talk about in the Mm. book, like, you know, here we are in these seemingly very professional jobs and we've had this divine experience I don't want people to think that I'm crazy and I also (laughs) don't want to diminish my education because you know um so it was a real struggle like do I step out into the world and say I'm an angel therapist you know um and does that will that diminish all of my you know um all of my education but there was so much work that needed to be done and um Mm. 
I, I love working with people and it, it was a path of where I was meant to be. And even in, in the beginning, I remember stepping away and, and going to a, a space in Sydney uh, where they had consultation rooms and just walking into this place and they said, oh, um, and, and saying, oh, do you have consultation rooms here? And they said, yes, we've just finished building them. Uh, so you would get the pick and so every you get the pick of the room and then I, I I just threw caution to the wind went with the angels and I was in that practice for many 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 years and I just found that the clients started to come so it was with ease and grace I think once you step into it that it happened so it was I felt divinely guided every step of the way every step of the way what does your process look like with a client? What is your, um, like a session with you? Like, okay, well they can vary quite significantly and I don't sort of really have an overly set framework, but what I, what always happens is that the initial, um, the initial consultation is that we definitely connect in with the angelic realm and I will do a reading. I will usually use cards just to bring all of the energy together and get a sort of where they're at at the moment. But the cards really are just to order my thinking at the very best and give them a real visual, um, something visual to go back to because I, uh, there's a lot that we cover off, but then I begin to channel guidance uh from the angels but it's a combination of my um professional experience and my advice but also channeled guidance which is specifically for them as to where they are so that that is always a standard part of the the operating framework uh, as, as as when we go off and then uh it, it evolves from there mm-hmm. and then because, okay go ahead sorry because you just never quite know because there's so many things that are deeply uh, that that in an in a, an angelic session it's like the energy opens up and so one thing that i always find so funny with my clients no matter who they are they will always say there is such a powerful connection with the angels that when we sit, whether it's on Zoom or whether it's in person, they always say, I promised myself I wouldn't cry. And then they always cry. Yeah. And it's this, it's this surrendering because the energy just is able, they've come to this point, they've opened up and the energy meets them in that space. And so that channel just really opens their heart space. And I think that they really open up and they arrive. So crying to me is an amazing, like they're, they're really in, in the, in the best place for them. And so that is always what happens in session as well. <laughs> so I always have always for two decades had many tissues on hand. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very privileged place to be in. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because th- their connection with the angels is opened up. Mm. And then you started working with um, your apothecary work. So did that come through from working with clients and you just started to be guided into that direction or how did that come about? Yeah. Yeah. So I've always uh, had a love of, um, fragrance and perfumes and always, and I was using aromatherapy and I was studying aromatherapy and I was using it in my practice. And I just found that energetically it was, it, it changed everything. It changed the environment. It, it enabled me to connect 
And then uh, I just started to notice different patterns with my clients and what they needed. And, you know, the, the power of um, aroma and scent in, in its natural, uh, not, not in its synthetic, but when it's natural, has the power to work into the deep recesses of the brain and the energetic system like nothing else can. So you get a, a very profound healing. And so I started working with it uh, initially and then the angels came to me and said, you need to, to we want our fragrances made. So mm-hmm. one by one, each archangel came to me and I channeled, I think, half of the the 15 archangels first and um i would spend time formulating and using they would tell me this how many drops how many this use that not that so depending on each what each angel wanted and then i you would use them i would prescribe them in my practice and i did that for quite some time and then many of my clients just were having amazing experiences and loved them. And then they started asking, can you do the whole 15? Um, Cause I'm having experience with this angel. And so then I did the whole 15 and yes. And I've been using them ever since it's, they just provide the most amazing support emotionally, energetically in, in a way, cause you're, you're bringing in that, um, you're creating a channel, a very high vibrational channel because um, aroma is, you know, the highest vibration and essential oils of anything in nature, depending on the quality of the essential oil as well. So it is, it provides you with a very quick and um, high vibrational connection, which can accelerate your healing tenfold. Yeah. And really bringing in like that physical element of embodiment you know, having Mm. a spiritual experience can almost feel like a dream or a memory or something that's fleeting. So to anchor it in with something that is intentionally connected with the, the energy you're working with is, is that's really powerful. Yeah. And to also for clients who had a really strong connection in that first couple of sessions with an angel, and then you know, different angels come up for different people at different times. So then they can take away the perfume and it continues to develop a bond and a relationship with those angels that are healing them at that particular part time, depending on what it is that they need. Mm -hmm. So it really does work in that prescriptive form to really support them. Hmm. When you're working, I'm so curious about the angels. So when you're working with the different archangels, they have like different personalities or is it like, um, more of a a feeling in your body or do they have, like, do you hear it more verbally? Like you're having a conversation or is it more of like a, like an inner feeling or a vision? What, what's that experience? So it's all of those things. Um, but it, they all definitely have each have their own personality. Mm -hmm. They have a fantastic sense of humor, all of them. They are very, very grounded and very, um, very accessible. So I think that historically angels and uh, have, they seem like they're unaccessible. They seem like this holier than thou kind of energy that's, and uh, it couldn't be further from the truth. They're so accessible to us that they want you to call on them all the time. 
Okay. They want to, it's like a, it's that this is the universal law of free will. You have to give them permission, but once you give them permission, they are running around helping you in every way they can, because this is their purpose. You know, the archangels are one of the nine choirs of angels and they are very close to human beings and their role is to support us, that spiritual aspect of our holistic existence. And if you call on them, they will come. If you don't, they're still there, but they're not very present in your life because you don't necessarily, you're not calling on them for help. Mm-hmm. But when you do, it is life-changing. But it is done in such a subtle and loving and caring. It feels like a parental energy, like they're very, you know, they love you unconditionally, like you can't do any wrong, that you can call on them for anything. You know, they'll, they'll never leave your side. They're always there for you. You know, you can kick and scream and, and get angry with them and they still love you. Like there's nothing that, yeah, it's very, very special and it's available to everybody. This is this is what, for me, this is my, my lesson is to try and tell as many people as I can to use them and work with them. Yeah. Have you had any experiences with anything other than angels, like channeling? I was talking to a teacher when I was out in Sedona. It was really funny because she she does um, pranic healing and works with with uh, light energy and all this. And she was and and with the elements a lot. And she was talking about channeling, and it was kind of funny hearing it from this point of view. She was like, people nowadays just talk about channeling, channeling. I'm channeling this. I'm channeling that, and they don't know what they're channeling. They're just like channeling what, with whom, from where, is it benevolent? Is it benevolent? Like, what is it? So, um, you know, the, the, the aspect of channeling and, and really connecting with that, have you connected with anything else or anyone else than angels or has it specifically been angels for you? Uh, no. So, I mean, at the, at the outset um, before I even opened up my spiritual practice, the angels were very vigilant in ensuring that I had a protection, a spiritual protection ritual that I that that I did actually every day before I even began the day. And I noticed energetically because I'm so empathic, as many people are, that if I didn't, if I if I stepped out to the world and I wasn't protected, then I could be very much impacted by not only the energy of other people's energy around me, but of any energy that was any energy that was that was around me could really infiltrate my consciousness. Mm-hmm. So um and I remember having this argument with the angels saying, seriously, I have two little babies. I don't have time to sit up every day and do this ritual and protect myself. I'm so busy. You know, um, I'm already trying to make time for meditation. I'm on it. And they're like, this is something you need to do. <laughs> and um, and it wasn't until my own experience of actually feeling completely drained after spending time with other people or whatever that I realized and how important that ritual was and also because of the work that I would go on to do that uh, being spiritually protected is a way of you deciding the energy that you are connected to because yes there are many many 
variations of spirit, light and dark, that um, I have been in contact with and can be in contact with. But when you create a spiritual protection barrier, just like you create emotional boundaries, then you decide, I don't want to, I'm listening to this energy and this is guiding me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's really important. Probably people who are listening to this and are interested in connecting or channeling and working with angels or nature spirits or whatever it might be, um, having those protection, the setting, the intention of protection around you. So important, um, in your experience for a while, did you feel like you had to like push people out and kind of create in my experience is kind of like that, like for a while, so much happening, so much information, so much coming through. It was kind of like, I just need space and I just need to like, you know, not wall myself up, but have, have a very kind of, um, solidar like a uh, solitary time with myself and not having so many other things come in because it starts to like blur these lines of like, is this mine or is that somebody else's or is that, you know? Um, so for you, was it kind of like that, or did you feel like right away spiritual protection up and you can just kind of tune out, you know, the noise of people around you and the feelings of people around you or other spirits that were happening. No, I I agree with you. I think that there are, there are times when I think during your, because I mean, I was evolved and I I still am. I'm a perpetual student. Mm -hmm. I think that we're always evolving. So I'm, I'm that need to, if I get like what I call a, a big download of information, or if I'm being guided towards something, or if I'm working with a client and I get a breakthrough insight into what they need, then I can f- feel that need to, even as an, a quite an extroverted person, I feel that I need as much time in extroversion as I do in introversion. And that's sometimes people don't understand that. Yeah. It's just a really process what's going on. And in silence, I get, it all just gets clarified, mm-hmm. but I think it's just the, it, it, it's coming in and it just needs to be grounded and processed. So um, that's really important, but I feel like the spiritual protection, if I didn't have spiritual protection, then I would be a basket case rocking in the corner mm-hmm. because energetically the world um, is incredibly um challenging on an energetic level what with media and just walking down the street with people overhearing <laughs> conversation like yeah. it can be really energetically overwhelming and often we do tend to take on if you're if you're not protecting yourself you will take on the energy of others and begin to process their feelings their thing and you think god i've already worked through this why is this coming up again and it's because you've energetically taken it on and uh, that's why I can feel like I, I've worked through this. I, I This isn't mine. And nine times out of 10, it, it, it can simply be because you you don't have any boundaries. But, we, you know, we really work hard, again, on the psychological the, the and the relational boundaries that we put in place. We we identify with those. But th- the the energetic boundaries, we're not so good at. And we don't realise how massively impacted on every level, spiritually, emotionally, and physically, not being energetically boundaried can impact our health. So that was a massive learning that I had to have straight off the back from the angels before they even let me step into private practice. Mm-hmm. So um, 
Yeah. And, and that is the first thing that I, I really teach everybody that comes to see me is how to protect themselves because then they find that they are more centered, they're more grounded, they're more connected to their intuition, their soul, they're listening to themselves. They're not distracted by all the energetic um, uh, madness that's around them. They get back into their bodies and then their intuitive guidance obviously then accelerates too because they're not, they're protected. Right. It's more clear. Yeah. And I mean, it's same as in the energetic world as the physical world. You have unsavory energies that will, you know, really can really jump into your consciousness and can mess around with things. <laughs> you know, it, it's exactly the same in the physical world. You know, you can run into unsavory characters on the street or you can be unbounded with that and they can wreak havoc in your life. It's exactly the same, but we just, we don't think about it in the energetic, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. So over the last couple of years, I wanted to ask you this, if you had any, um, if you had any really clear messages come through or what the angels were saying to you over the last couple of years with how much physical energetic chaos we've been, you know, going through, it's, it's no denying. And we'll probably be talking about this, especially in these conversations that we're having with, uh, more spiritually aligned and connected humans Mm. is, um, have you gotten any really strong messages about what's going on right now, what you're supposed to be doing or um, anything specific from the angels over the last couple of years of, of kind of madness? I think as a whole that the angels are very, um, they're very present in, uh, in our lives. I, uh, all of us, and they are really pushing for everyone to, um, to really go after what it is that they love to do, to step into themselves fully. And this experience of maybe being isolated um, has really given people a chance to pivot and to really have a breathing space because never, I mean, people can go through 50, 60, 70 years of life and never have a two-year break from anything ever. So in that way, it's it's been an opportunistic time because people that people have been able to, to create some space to say, is this what I really want? Who am I? You know, and is this what I want going forward? So I definitely think that in some way I have been impacted by that. And I think many people have. And I think that I've and so many of my clients. So I've responded. In, in that way and really encouraging. And also there's this very strong push for women, 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 uh, the, the, the matriarchs, uh, are, are come as stepping up, you know, they're finding their voice, they're um, challenging the patriarchy. And this is a very, very necessary, very necessary that a patriarchal energy needs to be challenged you know, and the matriarchs are getting stronger and stronger and stronger and worldwide we're coming together. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is, especially in the last couple of years, has been a very big part of the angelic agenda mm-hmm. is to push this. And have you gotten anything specific of what that what that looks like in, in grounding it? Because one of the things I was talking about, I don't know, on a previous episode a couple of weeks ago is about, um, like we invoked the feminine 
Yeah. You know, we've been invoking it. We're like, you know, come, come, come. We need, we need to have all this feminine energy because it's been so masculinely dominated for so long. And when we call in the feminine, we, I think we kind of forget that it's actually chaos <laughs> and it's actually, um, un, uh, unstructured and it's wild and it's, it's, um, it doesn't have any direction and form. So have you gotten anything of, of how to like anchor the divine feminine, how to anchor in that creative, you know, loving, um, expanded energy so that we can find harmony and balance instead of having it over dominate masculine energy to where we don't have any structure. We don't have any form. We don't have any direction. And it just continues in this like spiraling chaos. Yeah. Well, I definitely think working with your intuition is and trusting, you know, getting out of your head and getting into your soul and listening to yourself, really listening and tapping into this inner guidance system. And but not only listening to it, but trusting it, mm-hmm. trusting that you have what you need to make the decisions and not getting caught up in the chaos because the mind can run away with itself. It can it can run away and then it can lead you into the chaos and it can distract you because it's connected to, it's also very much connected to the ego, which is the lower self. And that's its job. Let's keep her distracted. Let's get her distracted with something else. So she's, she take her away from her focus, take her away, take her away. Whereas you come back and listen to, and you trust your own inner self, you trust what you think and trust your decisions and trust that you have the strength to make those on your own without anybody else, without being distracted. You have to be, I think we have to be very careful. This energy of distraction can be there, even the most um, committed. There is an energy working against us with the intention of distracting us from our cause Mm. because that exists, right? We're, we're, We're at war. You know, the, the, the matriarchs are, are rising up and all spiritual tools are being played out. And so if you see distraction as something as um, that's potentially intentional, then you can really look it in the face and say, no, I'm not going to buy into this. I'm staying focused on the task at hand because this is going to get me to where I need to go. And that collective energy is drawn in. So distraction is a big one. You know, Archangel Michael, who is the angel of fear, he's a big one at pointing out, stop being distracted. You're being distracted by something that's taking you away. And that is the purpose of the lower self is to distract you. And it's it's happening big time in your life. Come back. You're being distracted. It's always a, a very big message I've got for a lot of people and you know, and myself when, especially when it's something really big and it's, it's putting you in a really vulnerable place, you think, oh, I just need to distract. So I don't really want to, this is really pushing me and challenging me to step into something. And so distraction is, is there as the ego's way. It's a big tool that the ego throws down to throw you off path, Mm. you know? So easy to. (laughs) So easy. So easy to get distracted. And then it's so easy to even, then it's so difficult to realize that you are being distracted. (laughs) Yeah. Because the ego is like, this is fun. We love this. This is great. We're doing something. We're busy. (laughs) Yes. We're just busy being distracted. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that is wonderful. Wonderful guidance. Um, so that's our Archangel Michael who works with fear. He said, yeah, he's the angel of courage and his life purpose and really, um, allowing us to step into our life purpose and be fearless in the pursuit of what makes us deeply happy and creating, you know, spiritually abundant life. He is, you know, he also protects us. He's the, the angel of protection. So if ever you feel physically, emotionally, or, um, you know, energetically compromised in any way, then you just need to say, Archangel Michael, be with me and you're protected. That's it. It's just, it's just a saying it. You can say it in your head. You can say it out loud, whatever it is, he's, he's there for you, but it gives that permission. And he is very powerful, very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So powerful. Um, Are there any angels here right now with us? Is there any, any, any message from the angels right now? So I can see on your right-hand side, you have Archangel Raphael. Um, uh, Archangel Raphael is the Archangel of healing and he also works with healers and he, you know, the platform that you use to bring, you bring so many healers together. You speak to so many healers, you are a healer yourself. But Archangel Raphael is very strong behind you. He's kind of um, overseeing this work that you do. And that's why so many healers are, are drawn to you. So many, uh, so much healing comes through you. So much healing is happening through the conversations that you have, you know? So he's very much, very, very strong presence on your right shoulder. Over here. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Is there any some symbology of, of the right-hand side versus the left-hand side, like masculine, feminine or anything like that, or just. Not, re- not really in my experience. I think that angels, um, they just are present either side of you. It doesn't really, it doesn't really, I mean, uh, unless there's something going on physically, you might have a pain in that particular side, but Archangel Raphael find. Uh, you you may find that your hands tingle or you feel a tingling sensation when he's around. Archangel Michael, you tend to feel a, a warmth mm-hmm. um, and a heat. Uh, so I definitely feel um, Archangel Michael and Raphael together. They work very closely together. They're very much around you as well, very much, because mm-hmm. the work that you do also needs to be protected. Mm-hmm. So um it's- oh my gosh, <laughs> I can kind of, I, I don't, I, I feel I, like a shift even just hearing that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's very important work that you're doing because it's, you just, you know, once you, you interview people and you have that information that stays out there, it lands with the right people at the right time, you know, and the angels are able to play with that energy and put it where people need to hear it mm. and, but it's, it takes a lot of courage to be able to do that, you know? Yeah. It, t- it takes a lot of me taking a lot of breaks. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a year since I did the podcast. Well, I did the podcast over the last four years and I had to take big, significant breaks, which is not what anyone in business would recommend. If you have a podcast, they're like, you don't do that. But I had to, because the energy would start to swell and get really, really strong and really, really powerful and really interconnected. Like I imagine like, uh, 
you know, all these little like veins or like nerve, yes. you know, connections all over coming back to me. And it's all unseen. Like, I can't see who's listening to this right now. I can't see who's, who's consuming this. I can't know what they're thinking about this conversation. I can't, you know, interpret what's being received as I'm just freely giving. And it just started to feel so much that it wasn't overwhelming. Like I can't handle this. It was a feeling of expansion so quick and in, I need to, in, need to integrate that because if I just keep growing and growing and growing and growing without pausing and integrating it, uh, it, it feels like it's coming from somewhere else and maybe that'll subside at some point, but <laughs> for now it's been like, Ooh, Oh, no, I think that, I think that, uh, I think that when you're working face-to-face with people and, and doing that kind of work, I know if being 20 years as a coach and, a, and as a therapist, that face-to-face work can be very tiring and, and it can, you know, you can suffer a bit of burnout because you're emotionally and energetically all in, you know, and yeah, you need to take some, some time out. I mean, in the transition from Australia to moving here to London, I, my children really needed me. They're both teenagers. They just, and I just said, it's got to happen. It's just, it's just got to move to the side for a while. And, you know, yes, they, they can't say you can't do that in business, but I just think that the universe and your angels and everybody, it may, it closes the path off, then it opens it up. Everything's working divinely for you anyway. But you definitely need to protect yourself when you're doing mm-hmm. it mostly for me. Cause I do have an in-person practice here in Michigan yeah. and I find myself, uh, m- much more grounded doing in-person mm. work than, um, out here, like social media, you know, podcasting, things like that, that are going through the ether. Yes. And it's just a uh, spontaneous like <laughs> projection out there yeah. um, rather than that in-person where it's, it's one-on-one, the energy is contained. It just feels very different. It's got to start me. and a finish. It's got to start and a finish. And yeah. um, here it's really not, it's limitless, right? Limitless soul. It's, it's expansive. It's, uh, it does not have an end. This podcast that we're having right now could exist literally forever. Like people <laughs> 500 years from now could be listening to this and be like, Oh my gosh, those dinosaurs, did they know anything? You know, it's just really funny that it really doesn't have an ending. And, and that's really weird to reflect on is that we're, we're kind of creating some history mm. and people can consume it forever and ever and ever. And when you're in person doing work, it's this kind of behind the, behind the scenes, like you're definitely doing, you know, there's so much work being done when you're working in person with people one-on-one, the expansion, the, the sustainability of that expansion is so powerful and touching, you know, all these people, but doing it on this mass scale where thousands of people a week are listening to this is very, (laughs) it's bizarre. It's bizarre, but it's really beautiful. And, um, this conversation has been so enlightening, so beautiful, so filled with light. I feel um, so much light around you. And this, this episode, I think is going to be very powerful for people. So thank you so much for 
for sharing your, your wisdom and your, your presence and your time today. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Dito, I just feel like what you're doing, it's, it's a real privilege to be here and to be interviewed by someone that's actually bringing this to the world. I think it's great courage and keep going. It's, it's wonderful because this way you can reach more people and they can feel the energy and the healing from, from all of the messages that, you know, that we all have. So thank you for doing this. It's a blessing. Thank you. Yeah. It's kind of like one big Oracle. (laughs) This podcast, the people that I've talked to have been just so phenomenal, like just so many amazing healers and um, intuitives and creative people and innovation and all of the ideas. So it's like this container of, of, of power and inspiration. And it's really, it's really been a blessing and, and a beautiful thing to meet so many people across the world. Yes. We're, we're, we're not even in the same vicinity no. right now, you know, <laughs> it's too different. Right? Yeah. It's, it's amazing. So, um, thank you so, so much for being here today and look forward to, uh, to connecting with you more. Yeah. That'd be great. Thank you so much. Thank you. 